Welcome everyone. I'm Allison Banbury and you're listening to the Midlife Muse. Hi there and welcome to the final episode dun, 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 of season one of the Midlife Muse. This season has been an absolute experiment. I've had some individual episodes where it's just been yours truly. I've had some interviews and guest host episodes, although not as many as I would have liked. We've talked about a wide range of topics from self-care apps to motivation to friendship and mindfulness, and this podcast will continue to be an experiment. The first season's also been a little bit of a struggle at times. If you remember, I decided to just start rather than continuing to take time to plan and get organized. I was trying to embrace imperfection. Here's a clip from my very first episode back in January. Let's give a listen. And I'm starting to feel a little bit boring. And I decided that if I kept sort of waiting to have it all figured out, like to figure out how to make this podcast relevant or sustainable for seven years, that I was just never, ever going to get started. So that's my disclaimer, is that this is unprofessional and imperfect, but I'm starting anyway. Yeah. And so while I've definitely enjoyed that lesson and um, embraced this notion of not necessarily needing to have a plan and letting things be a little bit more organic, I am ready to experiment with an actual format. And it's a format that I think will coincide nicely with the summer months, which are just getting underway as I record this episode in the early days of June 2022. So drum roll. I'm very excited to announce season two of the Midlife Muse Summer Camp. I'm calling it Summer Camp for a few reasons. Um, First of all, just to describe the format a little, these episodes will continue to happen weekly, but they're going to be shorter sort of slices of summer. Think slices of watermelon. Think thin sliced turkey for picnic lunches. Think slices of key lime pie. So each episode, which is only going to be five to 10 minutes long, each episode is going to highlight some aspect of summer life and the extra time that's available to many of us, not all of us, but many of us in the summer months. So time to slow down, time to take stock time to travel, time with family and friends. So each week, we're going to take a look at a slice of summer and we're going to highlight suggestions for ways to exploit it, exploit that aspect of summer, why it's good for our mental health to do so, and 
I'm also going to include in each episode a mindfulness meditation suggestion that's related to that particular slice of summer. And I'm calling it summer camp because as adults, I know we all aged out of camp a long time ago. I mean, there's adult versions of camp. And I think of camp as like a time to relax and create and maybe try on a new persona you know, float on the lake. These might look like family vacations in adult life, or maybe we attend a conference in Florida with our buddies from work, and we we run out and put our feet in the sand during our lunch break. But I really want folks, I want my listeners to reconnect a little bit with the spirit of summer camp, with that anticipation of making some new friends, maybe spending some time doing exactly what you want to do, but some other time maybe engaging in a little forced fun or learning a new skill or craft just to just to shake things up a little bit. I still can remember the thrill of getting up on water skis for the first time at summer camp in Arizona. I was maybe 13 or 14 years old or writing long letters home during our afternoon siestas, which were often punctuated by really sort of dramatic rainstorms. So you'd all be tucked into your cabin with your stationery and the rain falling outside. Mm, It was delicious. So summer camp with the Midlife Muse is basically a nod to learning and growing and nurturing ourselves even as adults and it begins next week on June 13th. So get excited, grab your sunscreen and bug spray, and tell your friends we're going to have a big time. And today, for my final episode of my first season, I want to take a minute to highlight what I think is a really fitting topic for endings and for this time of year. And that is, it's a classic thank you notes. Now, y'all know I love a gratitude practice. I talk about practicing gratitude a lot on this podcast, but I'm usually talking about it in terms of an internal practice by which we take some time to focus on the things in our lives that are going well, that ease our way, that bring us joy, And the potential recipients of these thank you letters certainly fall into those categories. But by writing notes that people can actually hold in their hands, we are turning this gratitude practice outward and intentionally bringing other folks in. And in this way, I really think we compound our gratitude practice. We we amplify it and we spread joy to others. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that someone else is grateful for them or for their gift or for their presence? And summer is a time for endings, right? And, and for those kinds of reflections that often inspire the desire to express gratitude. Many households in our country revolve around the academic year, which usually ends in May or June. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or a student, 
or some combination thereof. Summer means the end of one school year and a period of rest and rejuvenation before the next school year begins. And even if yours is not a family that revolves around the academic year, it's still a natural enough time, I think, to reflect on the previous 12 months and consider who in your life has been of service to you or to a loved one. And in this day and age of texts and tweets and online greeting card services like Punchbowl, which I use, no shade on Punchbowl, receiving a handwritten note reflects effort like never before. So today we're going to talk about three types of thank you notes, three kinds of occasions which might inspire a thank you note. And as we go through them, I hope you'll notice one or maybe more than one that really resonates with you because y'all know this episode is going to end with a homework assignment. Okay, so let's start with thank you notes for gifts. This is the kind I think most folks think of when they think about thank you notes. When I was younger, I remember my mother sitting with a legal pad on her lap as we opened Christmas presents. The rule was if we received a gift from someone who was not there in the room to hear our thank you in person, namely anyone not in our immediate family, we needed to write a thank you note. So my mom took notes as we opened and then presented each of us with a list, an address book, and some stamps. And we usually had a few days grace period, but there would always come some kind of hard stop when, you know, at some point my mom decided it was time and these notes needed to be finished. And at that point, nothing else fun would happen. No hanging out with friends, no going to the movies, no playing with your new Christmas toys until those notes were finished. And our dining room table became thank you note central. There were four of us kids in the house. So we each would have our little space with our list and stamps and notes. And we all just had to sit down and get them done. And I've done the same for my kids, not as a sort of rote repeat of what my mother did, but because I know what it feels like to receive those notes. On the most basic level, it lets me know that my gift reached its target, which is only polite. But even with just a minimal effort, the recipient can let me know that I've given them a little boost and that feels great to hear. So at the end of this school year, if your child has graduated or maybe you've left one position for another and you've gotten some going away gifts or someone's had an anniversary, I know June is a big wedding month as well. If gifts have been exchanged, thank you notes are in order. But I also really love the second type of thank you note I want to talk about today, and that is thank you notes for a service. And what I mean by service are folks like teachers 
advisors, coaches, therapists, basically folks you may pay to do something or who are obligated to do something because it's their job, but who go above and beyond their job. And especially for folks who are in those professions where you know they aren't getting paid enough, you know that they are rarely thanked, you know they make a tremendous impact, like teachers. Back when my kids were young, I would always do these really coordinated thank yous at the end of each school year. I would write thank you notes, or as my kids got older, they would write them themselves to every academic teacher and every specials teacher. That's what they were called in my kids' school. These are the teachers of subjects that are often seen as quote unquote extracurricular. And maybe these classes meet less often than the academic classes, classes like music, art, PE. But in my experience, these are often the teachers with whom kids develop the closest relationships because they're in spaces where they can really be authentic and a little looser maybe than they can be in the classroom. So anyway, we'd write maybe 10 or 12 or even more of these notes and they would be accompanied by some kind of gift. Each year, I would put some thought into into what my gift was going to be that year. Um, it might be a tin of cookies, or it might be a candle. One year, it was little succulent plants. It doesn't matter, and the gift part isn't even necessary. But I believe very strongly in the note itself. And years when one or both of my kids spent a good deal of time with someone else on the school staff, like the school nurse. There was one year when one of my kids had really frequent, really um, epic nosebleeds and some really bad allergies. Um, There's been years when my kids have availed themselves of the school counselors. And in, in, In those years, those folks get notes as well. Thank you notes all around. And if you think your kids are too old for their teachers to get notes, you're wrong. Um, A few episodes ago, I talked about how those Mother's Day craft projects dry up once a student reaches middle school. And statistics show that parents also start coming to fewer conferences once their kids reach middle school. And I know for myself, anecdotally, that I write fewer and fewer thank you notes each year now that both of my kids are in high school. But this year, I wrote three notes for my 18-year-old. They were to two of the coaches he's worked with throughout high school and the academic advisor who he's been with for four years, who's been so much more than an academic advisor. So they're not too old. It's not too late. Even if your school year is over or your kid's school year is over, you can still write a note. You can address it to the teacher at the school's address, and eventually it will get where it needs to go. And if you don't have school-aged kids anymore or you don't have kids at all, and there's no one from their past or your own past as a student that you would like to thank, just think about the mentors and teachers in your own life. The definition of teacher is very simple. It is one who teaches. So who has taught you 
something important. From whom have you learned a life lesson or a way of moving through the world that's inspired you? This could be a religious leader at your place of worship, if you have one. It could be your next door neighbor or your yoga instructor or your AA sponsor or your therapist. Whoever it is, consider taking five or 10 minutes out of your day this week to put pen to paper and let them know they've made an impact. Years ago, I had this horrible boss. And due to my role at the school, I was in a position to advise him on things from time to time. And one day when he was lamenting um, sort of what he felt was a lack of uh, inspiration and loyalty and hard work on the part of his staff, I suggested that maybe he show a little bit more gratitude towards the teachers in his school, you know, throw them a bone once in a while and thank them for a job well done. And I will never forget his answer to me. He said, pompously, ignorantly, I thank them every time I sign their paychecks. Ugh. Yeah, I know, right? It's awful. And I thought to myself, well, then you're going to get exactly what you pay them for. And not a penny, not a moment, not a single F more. Mom, I hope you notice my restraint and not using the full expletive there. Just because someone is being paid for a service, whether directly or through our tax dollars, it doesn't mean that they don't deserve and won't appreciate a heartfelt thank you. We all know the difference between folks who are just doing their job and those who go above and beyond their paychecks. Thank them. And the third and final type of thank you note I want to talk about is for something really intangible. Okay, someone's support, someone's presence in your life, an impact they've had on you, their inspiration. In the card aisle of the grocery store, these would be across somewhere between the sort of thinking of you section and the just because section and the thank you card section. These thank you notes aren't entirely different from the previous category, the thank you notes for a service rendered. But these are the folks who are in your life purely because they choose to be. They aren't paid in any way for their presence. They choose to stick close, to help, to uplift, to cheer, to commiserate, to support, to laugh with you, cry with you, and and really just basically bear witness to the beautiful, frightening, crazy roller coaster that is your life. This could be a best friend who already knows how grateful you are, or it could be someone who may have no idea of their impact on your life. Either way, 
why not give them something tangible they can hang on to, maybe stick on the fridge that will remind them on a daily basis that they matter and that your life is better for them being in it. So we've talked about thank you notes for gifts, thank you notes for services rendered, and thank you notes just for someone's presence in your life. I hope that at least one of these categories has inspired you to dig out your stationery. Although truly the format doesn't matter. If you have to put a stamp on it, it counts. Write it by hand, type it, use a piece of notebook paper, or use fancy stationery engraved with your initials. It can be just the note or a note accompanied by a meaningful gift and meaningful doesn't have to mean expensive. It doesn't matter. Just, just put it out there, put it out there into the universe. And in the spirit of expressing thanks, I want to end this episode and this season with a few thank yous of my own. I want to thank those who participated in the podcast this season as guest hosts, my friend Julie, my sister Anne, my partner Ben. I want to thank my mom and my friend Charlotte and my cousin Julie and anyone else who sent me a little note of encouragement or praise or support for this project or for a specific episode or who reposted an episode on their own social media page I want to thank my son, Will, for helping me with a lot of the technical aspects of recording a podcast and loaning me the microphone that I'm speaking into right now. And my son, Alec, for being a faithful listener and always sending me a little note after each episode or even a a question about (laughs) where is that Monday's episode? Because in the last month or so, I have not been quite as consistent as I used to be. And I want to thank both boys for being frequent sources of inspiration for my podcasts, including the one today. And I want to thank my partner, Ben. I know I just thanked him a minute ago for being a guest contributor, but I also need to thank him for encouraging me for listening to each episode, for asking me how things are going without pushing me or judging me on the weeks when I wasn't able to get one out and just for believing in me. So farewell to season one and on to summer camp with the Midlife Muse, just like the end of a school year The end of season one is also the beginning of something new. So I'll see you for the first episode of season two next week. And as always, thank you for listening.